Welcome to the Sword and Spirit Ministries International Podcast. We are a church with God's heart and we have you at heart. Be blessed as you listen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. God has found his rest in us. We are his dwelling place. We are his temple. The word which was from the beginning with God was God. Verse 14 in John chapter 1 says that the word became flesh. It now dwells in the inside of us. Blessings flow from that word that dwells in the inside of us. I will say that again. Blessings do not come from anywhere else. They flow from the word that dwells in the inside of you. It means you are not cursed, but you are blessed. When Jacob came out of his house, he had only a stick in his hands, but a blessing upon his life. He was not carrying any worth. He was carrying the blessing. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow. This morning we declare the blessing of the Lord upon your life that maketh rich and adds no sorrow. I said the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and it adds no sorrow. If you have the blessing of God upon your life, Every door that is shut before you is opening now. Everything that is refusing to bow to you is bowing now in the name of Jesus. Every weapon that is fashioned against your life because of the blessing of the Lord, those who are supposed to curse you will end up blessing you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Those who are supposed to curse you, they will end up blessing you because a blessing is upon your life. Come on, shout to God with a voice of fire and say, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, shout with a voice of victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Amen. God bless you. I know once you start, you'd never stop. I keep enjoying your worship, so <laughs> praise God. God bless you. Amen. I want us to celebrate the Holy Spirit in the house. Yeah. Come on, let's celebrate the Holy Spirit, not Apostle Twala. Celebrate the Holy Spirit in the house. Well, I don't know whether I, I, it's because of where I'm standing. There's too much bass um, in my voice. I'm not that deep. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, we, I want you guys to help me celebrate our Pastor Zandi. Um, you know, I learned how to play games on my phone because I was trying to avoid thinking about how this whole wedding is going to come together. So I will sit there playing games. 
avoiding to think, avoiding to look at her because of the preparations. Help me celebrate Pastor Zandi. I don't know how she pulled it off, but she has done it again. I, I, I just want to thank God for, for a wife like this. What a wife. What a wife. Man, I won't lie, I am really, really and truly blessed to have her in my life. And also more than that, you guys are really blessed also to have her as your mother in this house. She will go to the mountains to fetch wood. She'll go down to the hills, valleys to fetch gold. She will just do anything to make sure things happen. <laughs> I don't know, how, I don't know, but God will help me uh, bless this woman, you know. I, I'm just waiting for cash to come through that door uh, so that I can take her to a very nice city, nice mall, because she only loves malls, not Kruger, <laughs> where she can be refreshed. Amen. Thank you so much for what you have done for our daughter. Amen. God bless you for that. So now you know. Whatever happens, I will always just love. Even if you can shout at me, do anything, you must know I'll be crawling back to not away towards you. <laughs> Amen. I think you have put in more deposits than you know. So you can withdraw all you want. There's still more to withdraw. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And also thank, thank you to all the daughters and sons who tirelessly helped out. I don't know what to say about Mashaz, um, but God knows uh, what is ahead. Um, and he knows that uh, whatever is ahead um, has been solved just because of the seeds that he's been sowing. He'll be driving towards the venue, put his laptop there, and he'll be working while the guys are busy. Till late, then he'll be driving. And I don't know how he was not sleeping while driving because he was tired. But the following morning, he was there again. Thank you so much. Nosipo, thank you for releasing him. Amen. And also for massaging him when he comes back so that he can wake up and go. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much for, to everyone. Amen. Um, these are the things that um, I, I just purposely wanted to say in front of the whole church. Um, that, you know, 
any one of our sons, daughters, who are facing any form of opposition, the devil, because Satan never understands and never knows who he's fighting until there's a manifestation, then he runs. So he keeps provoking us. He keeps throwing things at us. Um, so we have to keep manifesting or releasing the power within us so that he knows who we are. You know, I know that no weapon fashioned against us will prosper. When I was sitting down here, I just heard the word saying the guillotine that Haman has prepared for Mordecai, he will fall into that guillotine. The hole that they have dug for us to fall into, we are falling into the very same pit. So I'm saying this because this is public. This is a record. So that when people are confused about what is happening in their lives, they will read here, listen to what uh, we are saying and know this is what was declared and this is what is happening in our lives. No one sits in a seat of authority when he's not seated in the heavenly places. Okay, let me say it right. No one sits in a seat of authority and exercises authority or abuses authority. When in the spirit he's not seated anywhere, he cannot be seen in the spirit. Your seat is as only as strong as the seat you sit upon in the spirit. If we cannot see you there, whatever you are doing here is nothing. <laughs> you just blow it away. <laughs> I'm reminded of that book of the three pigs and a fox. Hmm? That blew away. <laughs> How puff and puff. Half and puff. A blue, the heart, a hey, That is what will be happening in the houses. Half, half, puff. <laughs> it will be, it will be like, uh, was he not here? But he's no more. Only speaking parables. Amen. It's done. It's done. Amen. Thank you for the word of God that is present here this morning. Manga, yeah, Sissy, thank you. You guys, what you did on Thursday. Where is she? Gone. Super kids. No, she's a superwoman. She's here, she's there, she's everywhere. Causing blunder in the kingdom of darkness. Thank you guys for Thursday meeting. Thank you for the ministry. <clears throat> May God bless you. Continue to increase your ministries. Please continue shining. Uh, God has established you. This house is a very good house to grow in. Because this house, we allow people to grow in their ministries. If you are not growing in your ministry, it's because you are not coming out of your benches. Otherwise, if you allow yourself to be used of God, we give room so that God can use you and increase you. And I always tell my sons that if you don't grow beyond your fathers,
then there's something wrong with what I've taught you or there's something wrong with you. You see, the Bible says, God has made me wiser than my teachers. So it means I have to grow beyond my teachers. And also, you cannot start where we started. You have to stand on our shoulders for you to see further than what we see. So you will grow bigger. You will grow greater. Amen. God bless you. I want to share with you just in the few minutes that we have on the hidden, hidden blessings. Uh, the hidden blessings. The hidden covenant blessings. <clears throat> For some reason, uh, when we came to Whitbank, I've interacted with people and then I've discovered a lot of what people are suffering are self-inflicted curses. It is things that you overlook because you don't know that biblically they affect your progress in life. You will not prosper in life and be established when your relationship with your children has been cut off. You will not go on in life and prosper when your relationship with the mother of your children is not good. I'm saying mother of your children, I'm not talking about the one that you married eventually, but I'm talking about the one that you left with children. If she is bitter, if she is crying in her heart because of you, prosperity is not in view. Success is not in view. You have to mend relationships. How can you love God that you cannot see when you fail to love your brother that you can see? How can you prosper in God when your prosperity towards your brother is not okay? How can you live a long life when the blessing of your mother and your father has not been released over you because of how you relate with them? Can I fix that so that at least once that one is fixed, some of the areas where we keep crying and complaining that we are giving our tithe, we are giving our, uh, our, our offering, but we are not prospering can be fixed as well. Relationships matter. To God, relationships matter. Family matters. Amen. Praise God. Can we fix that? Now, look at this uh, scripture, because I will use that as my entry scripture. In Luke chapter 13, verse 6 to 9. Matthew chapter 13, verse 6 to 9. Luke 13. Luke 13. Did I say Matthew? Oh, Luke 13. Sorry. Luke. And leave. Sorry. I am I, seeing words. I'm, I'm seeing words. They are so small, they look like they are running. 
those of my age, they understand what I'm talking about. And I don't want to be in front of you to start doing this. Amen. And he told them a parable. A certain man had a fig tree, planted his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, but did not find any. Yo, continue, sir. So he said to the vine dresser, see here, for these three years, I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it continue also to use up ground? So when you are not fruitful, you are wasteful. People who don't produce in church, you are not fruitful in church. You are wasting the space and the chair that you are sitting on. But he replied to him, leave it alone, sir, just this one more year till I dig around it. Put manure on the soil. So there are people that we need to dig around so that they can produce fruit. Nakona, we are asking God, don't cut them off. Give them a chance so that we dig around them. Probably from the church they come from, they were not fed the right food. So give them a chance. Here we will dig around and put manure. Maybe they will produce some fruit. But this is what you should know. God expects fruit from everyone. The Bible says in John chapter 15, the Father is pleased when we produce fruit. Remember the three guys who were given talents. One was given five, one was given two, the other one was given one. The guy was given one according to his ability. Said, I, this guy, always demands interest, fruit. Let me put this down and wait for the time of harvest. I will give back what he gave me. When the master came, he says, you wicked servant. It is wickedness not to produce. It is wickedness not to be fruitful. It is considered a crime for you not to be productive. Okay, now, fruitfulness is equal to productivity. Fruitfulness equals to multiplication, increase. Fruitfulness equals to growth. So if I say you are fruitful, it means you are growing. Now, if you look at the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is connected to the maturity of a believer. Because as you manifest the fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians chapter 5, now you begin to show for the love of God. So people begin to eat from your tree what they will eat direct from God. They begin to see long-suffering, patience, the same way they will learn from the Lord. But now they are learning from you. That means 
your light is now shining. And you are salty. That means you are bringing flavor to mankind. Why? Because you are fruitful. So, what will happen to salt if it loses its saltiness? Back to this, cut it off. Let it be thrown away. So, there is no way God allows you to be passive when it comes to the ministry of the word. He does not want you to be passive. To be passive, it means to just hear and do nothing. James says, you are like a man who looks at himself on the mirror and then walks away and forgets how he looks like. When you were looking at yourself on your mirror, you needed to change your hairstyle, but as you walk away, you forget that you need to change your hairstyle. Meaning that when you look at yourself on the mirror of the word, you should know what you need to alter in your life, in your character, for you to be molded and be like the Lord. Now, have you ever heard people saying, I'm in NJ. This is how I am. Yeah, this is how I am. You should know me. Adjust yourself to this. And but what we see is not in the image of our father. So we're not about to adjust ourselves to accept this. This must adjust to the image of the father. So while we are here, your character is going to change. That you should know. See, people, when they are confronted with a character issue situation, where they need to change their character, <laughs> you know, they get offended. Or if they humble themselves, I use that word on purpose. If they humble themselves, then they will be elevated. There will be a change of character. Don't get offended by what God has set up for your promotion. Nothing here has been set up to bring you down. Everything that has been set up by the Lord is for your promotion. It might look ugly and you might think, why is it talking to me like that? No, it is a setup. There's an area in your life that needs to be corrected, altered, and changed. And God will use the people who are close to you to provoke you. Because anyone who's a stranger walking in the street, you'll say, ah, we are better, Lord. But the one who knows you, who's close to you, when they provoke you, it matters to you. Why did he do that to me? Why? Out of all the people, yes, God chose that one. Out of all the people to make sure, provokes you to become better. So don't be bitter. Be better. Don't be bitter. Be better. Bitterness comes from offense. Remove the guile of bitterness. Guile comes out. 
bitterness. And bitterness, you know, is so, shoo, shoo. you just want to walk away. Because when bitterness speaks, you taste the bitterness in the words. So you want to vanish from the atmosphere of bitterness. And it's contagious. You sit around with people who are bitter, you become... So the Lord is looking for fruitfulness. The Lord is looking for fruit. Amen. Now, why did you think God saved you and then allowed you to be alive? Because it is all about people coming to him, rescued from Satan. So, but why did he allow you to continue living? It's so that you can affect the people around you. It's so that you can change your environment. So, how do you change the environment and the people around you? By the way you live. So it means what is important in your life is a change of mind. Change the way you think. Stop thinking, this, this, this is how I've always been. This is who I am. You just have to accept me. No, we don't want to accept. No, we don't. We only want to accept Jesus. So confine, conform, sorry, to the standard of the Lord, then we accept. Uh, but the Lord says, come all ye who are heavy. No. Mm -mm. He says, come, I will give you rest. I will remove and he will give you a yoke. See, so the problem is this. You thought he will take away the yoke and not give you a yoke. No, he said, I will take the yoke that you're carrying from Satan but I will still give you a yoke, which is mine. But mine is lighter, but a yoke will be upon you. That means when you have yoked any oxen, they don't move at their own pace or anyhow. And they don't just go anywhere because they are yoked. Meaning that you don't live anyhow in this house because you have accepted the yoke of the Lord. That means you follow where he leads you, you follow. You don't just live anyhow. So people think that we are free. The yoke has been, you know, removed from us. No, another one has been placed on you. You do it with joy. You follow him with joy. That's the difference. Satan will drive you. The Lord will lead you. So that yoke is easy and his burden is light, but there is a burden. <laughs> Don't think it's all nice and gloomy and now, now we can do anything, anyone. No, there's a burden that you need to carry. It's the burden of the Lord. The burden of Satan, you're always concerned about fulfilling the desires of your lust, of your flesh. The better of the Lord, you're always concerned about fulfilling the, de the desires of the spiritual life. That's the burden of the Lord. I'm burdened to pray. You know, I'm burdened to read the word. That's a burden. And you have to carry that burden of the Lord. Amen. So, this guy... <laughs> 
This fig tree was not fruitful. Amen. <laughs> cut it. So, Lord, please don't cut these saints here. Don't cut them. We'll put manure. See, right now, I, that's what I was doing. I was putting manure. It's not part of the knots. It's part of the manure. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think God's people, God's people, they are not perishing because of evil spirits. If we are helping people with deliverance, it's people who are still babes. It's people who are just coming in, then we do deliverance. But God's people, they are suffering because of ignorance. They lack knowledge. How many of us, when we woke up today, in prayer, you knew what I was going to pray about, preach about? At least you have an idea. At least you know, uh, okay, okay. Let's not get into the details. At least you knew who was going to preach. Yes, thank you, ma'am. Who else? Okay. Okay. But the rest... <laughs> Do you know how serious that is? For you to wake up and pray and not know what will be happening. It is an insult to the one who has been sent. The Bible says he will tell you things to come. It is an insult for him to wait there, waiting for you to open up for him to tell you, but you just busy. I don't even know what you've been saying in your prayers this morning, but you are busy. For a whole hour, two hours. Like a bronda, he capacity pee 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 po souza. But so much energy. But you're not hearing from the Lord. You're not getting proper direction from Him. What is this noise all about? What is your prayer all about? If it is not about you knowing by the Spirit where you are going. Okay. Can I just be a bit hard? It means it's highly possible that you are not praying by the Spirit. Because if you are praying by the Spirit, He's the one who directs the prayer. Highly possible. So you're praying because you're used to it. Have you seen how you pray and you have other things on the side that you're busy with? So the communication is not flowing because your mind is not alert. And I've had, I've had instances during the morning prayer, someone busy making tea, and we're praying this, and I'm thinking, how do you do this? 
Amen. So let's start with the first hidden covenant blessing. The first one has to do with your parents. Your responsibility towards your parents. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3. Those who know, I always preach about this. Because I don't want us to sit here and then you keep giving, then you insult us at the end that you are not prospering after you've given so much money. Nala, you have not even given your father a cent. He never paid school fees for me. The Bible is not talking about school fees here. Let's read. Children, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives. For this is a just and right thing to do. He was not there in my life when I was growing up. Where is that written here? Verse 2. Honor, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. It comes with a promise. Number three. Oh, that all may be well with you. All. Not some of the things. All. Everything that concerns you. So that it may be well. Honor your father and mother. <laughs> that you may live long on the earth. People die early because they lack honor. Let's fix this. It's a hidden covenant that needs to be honored by every believer. <laughs> you know, when you talk to people and they tell you, I don't even know my father. Oh, yes, I met my father somewhere. Oh, I mean, and there are fathers here who don't know where their children are. God have mercy on you. You want prayers. The prayer you can do for yourself is look for your children. Any tear they cry because of you blocks anything to be well with you. Anything you say you want, things must be well with me. I'm suffering. Hey, go to your children. They will open every door that has been closed. By not looking for your children. You don't even know where your kids are. You entered into another man and then once you are there, you close the door behind you. It's not closed. The tears of those kids can enter where you are. You actually regret entering into that relationship with that man. And it's not the man, it's the children's tears that are crying. You pretend as if <laughs> like you just came in here, you have never had children before. Who 
<laughs> You've never revealed your secrets because you want to secure this. This will not be secured by lies. Your children are crying. It will not be well with you. Let's say this again. It will not be well with you. Fix the issues behind you. You want to live long. You won't live long. Fix behind you. Then it shall be well with you. Where, where's your father? Like, where's your father? Where's your mother? I'm talking to the working class. Has your money reached their hands? Groceries, have they ever landed at the doorstep of your mother or father? No, no, no. That guy has left us, left me and my mother. He must pay school fees, then I will honor him. You are doing this not for him, you are doing it for yourself. You want to break free from what is called, it shall be, all shall be well with you. All. Yo, guys, you don't understand. All. That means whatever you touch will just turn to gold. Why? Because there's a blessing from parents over your life. <laughs> Praise God. I, 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 okay, on this, I want... Um, Let's go to Genesis 27, verse 3 to 4. It's too heavy, so <laughs> I just feel in the house that, no, let me not go deeper. Because honestly, anytime you keep paying money, bringing money, we enjoy. Look, we make the church so beautiful, but your life won't be beautified. Why? Because while you're paying tithes, something is lacking. You have not honored your father. Do you know the blessing? You know, we, 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 we had to uh, renovate a house for uh, my parents. And, you know, for us, it was just, we just need to do it, you know, just to thank them for. But the way then they started blessing us, we were shocked. Then we started bringing in more furniture. <laughs> Blessings are flowing from their mouth because of what you have done. You need that blessing. If you read scriptures, you'll discover the first thing they will ask you, whose son is this? Meaning that in, in biblically, you are connected. You are as good as the blessing that has come out of your father and mother. If you miss that blessing, Esau said, go cook me the meal that I like. That I may release a blessing to you. So you know, you have to know the meal that your father likes. Yo, yo, yo. Can you imagine if you don't even know which meal your father likes? Mm -hmm. 
You bring pizza, your, your, your father likes Kentucky. Because you don't know which soup will release a blessing. There is, there is a meal, there is a meal that you prepare when you want a blessing from your parents. And you will never get that blessing without releasing a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here. There's a blessing that makes things go well with you in everything that you do. You only receive it from honoring your father. God says, where is my honor? You call me father, but where is my honor? That means honor is tangible. It's something that you bring. You don't just honor by acknowledging that he's my father. There's something that you bring. Are we there, Genesis? Uh, yeah. This, this is a story about the soup. Then a blessing was released. But instead of it going to Esau, it went to Jacob. Jacob took the blessing. But when he went to the house of Laban, he went with the blessing. And there was no other thing but the blessing. Look at the man when he came back. Look at what God started doing in his life. Because of the blessing that was released by the father. May God restore our relationships. I know the MN is sitting somewhere in a wheelchair. But can God restore our relationships with our parents? Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I don't have much time, but let me uh, move on and leave some of the things for another day. Now, I think I will end with this one. This one also deals with responsibility over our families. Responsibility. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. First Peter chapter 3 verse I think I will end with this blessing. You are a hidden and worse than a hidden if you don't provide for your own. In the same way, you married men should live considerately with your wives with an intelligent recognition, intelligent recognition of the marriage relationship, honoring the woman as physically the weaker but realize that you are joint heirs of the grace of God's unmerited favor of life. In order that you, your prayers may not be hindered and cut off. Otherwise, you cannot pray effectively as a man if you don't live with your wife with intelligence. <laughs> you know, I, I think... Every time I read this scripture, I say, why is God so unfair? Really, our prayers cannot be heard because somehow we have not done right towards our wives. If our wives are angry and you are in the other bedroom praying, 
Please no. Then pray. <laughs> you are making noise for the kids. That's all it is. That prayer is not going anywhere. Leave that prayer. Go fix things with your wife. I always think that weaker vessel has to do with their emotions. They are emotional beings. They are very sensitive. I never think that, you know, uh, it's because weak, because they are weak in strength. Because I always think that, you know, for them, they are very sensitive. So, as a man, you have to always appeal to their emotions. That's why it is wise for every man that you maintain your wife the way you got her. It is through words. The words that you spoke to her, maintain her through those words. You can't stop saying, I love you. You're so beautiful. You are the best thing that has happened to me. Even if you are lying, just continue with the lies. <laughs> like you don't feel anything, but it works. Keep saying. Keep saying the right thing. Because it is through your words that you bring her, sanctify her, separate her, even from her own foolishness, to you. So speak those words and never stop. They rely and depend on the words that you speak. And their connection to you emotionally is based on the words that you keep saying. And for them to know that they are alive, they are okay, is because emotionally they are connected to you. If they feel disconnected, then they have struggles. So you live with that intelligence as you live with your wife. You know, I told my wife when we started off that I've never seen my father walking hand in hand with my mother. Only in their old age, they were now holding hands. I don't know because it was over. <laughs> they were now holding hands. But you know, in the beginning, I'd never seen them. So my wife told me, I'm not your father. I'm not your mother. I want to be held in public. That's how I learned to hold hands in city center. In Swaziland, we were known as the couple that hold hands. <laughs> we, of course, we were always holding hands in public everywhere, walking hand in hand. You know, honestly, if you want to live a godly life with your spouse, with the person that God has brought into your life, you've got to live that life with intelligence as a man. I mean, there are certain principles that you should always know. Let me help you guys. Are you aware that what you say with your mouth as a man is law? So, you can allow them to talk and talk and talk. But, you know, you are not permitted to say anything. Because the moment you utter something, it's a law. My wife used to say to me, I, I will leave you. I, I'm going to leave you. So seven years later in our marriage, one day I just woke up and said, you know, I don't have a future with this woman who keeps threatening to leave. You want to leave? Leave. 
The moment I said leave, it changed. She's now said, you are chasing me. <laughs> but for seven years, you were saying you want to leave. How can I be chasing you? It's because now the words are coming from me. So they are becoming law. So I'm not permitted to say things. Even when the, the, my wife was still, you know, had not gone through surgery. I won't say anything. Had not gone through surgery. She was going to shops. She was only going to the uh, exercise uh, department. I was not permitted to say, you have to at least shed some weight, Jesus. Where will I sleep? <laughs> I'm saying she's fat. Because I tried it once. Oh, it was a case. So you are saying I'm fat. You, so so you, are, you are saying I'm fat. So you want to go look for the ones who are thin. <laughs> I stopped. Because you then learn from your mistake that there are certain things that you are not supposed to say. Because if you say them as a man, they are law. So, make sure when your words are released, they are to build your wife. They are, cause, are to cause you know, your children also to come up, not to disgrace them, not to cut them off, not to shame them, but to bring the best out of them. Bring the best out of your wife. Bring the best out of the people around you. Say the right things. Amen. Is that good? Amen. I will just share just one, one more scripture, then we are going to close because our time is not on our side. Amen. I, I'm looking for the scripture now that deals with us taking care of our own. If we don't, we are worse than the non-believer. That the infidel is a strong word. So, if you do not take care of your own, the Bible says you are worse than an infidel. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, from verse 27. Let's read. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 27. I want to just show you this, someone says, Yo, Namsa, must he cancel That he might present him a church at uh, verse 28. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being, in a sense, their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. You hate your wife, you hate yourself. Okay, I'll come to you. Continue. For a man ever hated his body or flesh, his own flesh, but nourishes. That means you're, you're the provider. You nourish. We are monza. And you are the only one working and you are not paying her. 
but usis uma sebenza laka yambatar. But umfazwako we are sebenza laka utolugu uda. She's taking care of the kids and then taking care of you. Our patar. Agna malu ikipago yumfaz. Boy pelo maskulum. Funukip. You have to pay your wife. Oh. You carefully protect her. Sorry. You carefully protect her and cherish it. As Christ does the church. That's the standard, is Christ. As long as you see how the Lord provides for you continuously, do that to your wife. She must get, but she's working, she has her own money. Mm -mm. Money from her husband is so, so special, very special. Even if it's 100 rands, it's very special. Very special. She can have a lot of money, even more money than you. But you will keep on money. Sweetie, Yanni, what's this money for? Just. I say, funale just. Continue, Bob. Because we are members of his body. Now, let's go to that scripture. First mm. Peter chapter five. Mm. First Timothy chapter five verse eight. First Timothy chapter five verse eight. This one is painful, but I will end with it. If anyone fails to provide for his wife, for his children, for his relatives, and especially those of his own family, he has disowned the faith. This I'm born again. According to the scripture, when you have said with your action that you are no longer a believer. That's how serious God is with providing for your family. <laughs> By failing to accompany it with fruits. And it is worse than an unbeliever. And is worse than an unbeliever who performs his obligation in these matters. And you see, an unbeliever performs his obligation in these matters. So it means you are not even an unbeliever. You are worse than an unbeliever. You are not providing for your parents. You are not providing for your wife. You are not providing for your children. Jesus. When I that's a force. It's like paying tax. It's not from your heart. For some reason, whoever it is that is in this house, who has ignored his parents, ignored his responsibility over his family, and wants to be blessed of God, this is your message. 
here, it's a time for you to turn around. It's just that I was going to then come to the relationship between kids and parents. You guys, you have to take responsibility in your families. The parents must never provoke you to anger to a point where you start messing up because you are angry towards them. You must also walk in honor towards your parents. Obey them in everything. Wake up. You're up. Wash dishes. Dishes are washed. <laughs> Rooms are cleaned. There's a roster. During lockdown, there was a roster in our house. I was also included in the roster. Cooking roster. We were all cooking. There's no, I'm tired today, headache, what headache? Go and cook. Guys, we need to fix the small foxes. Get rid of them. The blessing of the Lord will flow in our lives. I want to end here because there are people who came here. Some of them want to be born again. Some want to be healed. So we're going to pray for each other. God wants us to live, you know, I will call, wide is the door that leads to hell. Narrow is the door that leads to heaven. He wants us to walk the narrow road. If you consider the fact that, why is it narrow, yet God is calling the whole world to it? It's because, we have so many opinions. We never want to submit to his truth. Somehow, I don't know who told us that things can be negotiated in God. How you do them, God will understand. God does not understand anything. He is also governed by his word. If the word of God governs him, the Bible says his word has been exalted more than his name, meaning that it is his word that governs everything. The book of Colossians, all things call together through the power of his word. So it is the word that holds things together. Satan will go to hell according to the word. Jesus resurrected according to the word. So everything is done according to the word. So God cannot do things for you just to favor you because it's you. God also is governed by the word that he has given to you as well. So let that word be your standard. Not your family history, your family culture, the word of God. Stop saying that no, the family has agreed. Has God agreed? The family has agreed. I must go and toss up. I must go be initiated and be some. The family has agreed. Are they the ones who are going to open heaven for you? You'll be alone. This thing is so personal. That when you go to the grave, your mother won't be there. Your brother will be there. The uncle who was talking too much won't be there. You'll be alone. I... When I finish that lesson, do ukoko asia, ang tati luto, ang zanga na luto la. 
So we need to maintain the family thing, family thing one. I want to pray for someone here. You came here, you want to be born again. You want to be saved. You want to be part of the family of God. I want you to show by lifting your hand, saying, Apostle, I want to be part of this family. I want to be part of what God is doing on the earth. I want my life to be changed. Wherever you are, just lift up your hand. I will be praying for you. God will want to bless you. God wants you in. God wants to set you free. Please lift up your hand wherever you are. You want, Apostle, pray for me. Pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hand wherever you are. God bless you, Sissy. Lift up your hand. I want to, God bless you, my brother. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. God bless you, my brother. Lift up your hand wherever you are. Apostle, I want this thing. I want to be born again. I want to be part of God's family. Lift up your hand wherever you are. I want those who have lifted up their hands. I shall help them. I want them to go. God bless you, my brother. I want them to come up front. Please come. God bless you, my brother. Please come. Come. I want to pray for you. Come. 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 I want to pray for you. Come. Come up front. Come. 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 Help them to come. Come, my brother. Come. Come on. Let's celebrate. There's joy in heaven. As one comes to the Lord, joy, come, come, ushers help them. They come here, they never know what to do. Please make them stand properly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's wait for him. Clap our hands as he comes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God bless you, my sister. Thank you. Please stand this side. God bless you. Hallelujah. I want you to believe this prayer together with me. What you have done today, just standing up for Jesus, the Lord has taken 10 steps towards you, and the Lord is going to help you. The Lord will come into your life. The things that troubled you will leave from this moment onwards. Peace will enter into your life. It's better to face the world with the peace of God inside than to fight inside and fight outside. Better to have peace inside. Let's pray this prayer. Father God, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for allowing us into this house and allowing us into your family. Thank you for saving us. We are free from today. We are born again. We are children of God. Thank you, Father. Amen. I'm, I'm going to lay hands on you. Then afterwards, these guys behind you will take you out so that they can talk to you. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Peace of God. Thank you, Father. Peace of God. The peace of God. God bless you. Please take them. Follow these guys behind you. They are going to help you outside. They will talk to you. Come on, let's celebrate them. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Let's encourage them. Oh.